lads, welcome. How are we? Um, pretty, pretty predictable, really. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not gutted because I am, but um, if, if I said to you that I genuinely thought we were going to win that game yesterday, I'd, I'd be a liar. Um, to be honest with you, Sam and Turner, um, we got thrown more lifelines over the last two weeks in a game of who wants to be a millionaire. I, I thought bloody Chris Tarrant was our manager at one point. That's, you know, we, we were given so many chances to like, um, you know, to capitalise on other teams having bad results and we still didn't do it. So as, as good as I am, I think we've got exactly what we deserved and we clearly aren't good enough to be in the Champions League at the minute. Turner, Turner what about you? What, what were your thoughts? Um, I went into yesterday with absolutely no expectation whatsoever and got pretty much exactly what I thought would happen. I think uh, most of my hopes went, to be honest, most of my hopes went to get Bournemouth and I had no faith in us at all to recovery in the Tottenham Man United games and once again I've been proven right to have those doubts. I just don't think this team's got any it's got no bottle. This team just doesn't seem to have the ability to pull something out unexpected. Like you you sort of you err on the side of negativity and you get proven right to do just that every single time. And that's that's pretty hard to take to be honest. No, I do agree with you. Just um, just quickly to, to interrupt, for those that are they're listening and think sort of Turner's under under a lake somewhere, um, he's currently driving to go and get a mixed grill. So um, he's he's coming he's coming from the car, um, and we are appreciative of the fact that he that he is here. Um, apologies for the audio, and Turner, please sort of remain focused on the road because the last thing uh, we need is you writing your car off or killing yourself or something. Um, but no, in, in, of, sorry, it's definitely got a bit of a talk sport vibe to this, though, isn't it? Yeah, Turning it does. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like we're like we're the important hosts when we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, it's, in, on what you touched on, Turner, um, I was uh, I was speaking with Stringer and Piper yesterday on um, Radio Leicester, and I, I sort of raised the point that, especially since the restart, I don't think there's been one game where I feel like we've been beaten by a team as opposed to us losing the game ourselves. You know, I can't think of one performance by an opposition player. I, d- they, I thought they were poor yesterday. Yeah, they were. The rhetoric is going to be about how good Man United are and how well they've done to recover this. But to be honest, I just don't buy it. I don't think they played particularly poor yesterday. I think once again, I think what happened yesterday completely sums this team up. We've once again gifted them two folks. Like, what have they the amount of mistakes we make in these games is ridiculous. But it's just another stupid error to give them a goal. Well, the to- touching on that, real faith of going to come back. touching on that, yeah, I know we spoke about it um, earlier briefly, but this season we have given more penalties away than any other side in the league uh, with 11, and the closest is Watford with nine. And I think that we've given more than double, like the majority of teams. I think the halfway points, Everton on five, and we've given 11 away. And I think that sort of sums us up this season. Mm. I mean, just just, like, just going back to your point, Sam, I think 100% Man United getting in the Champions League was us being rubbish rather than them being good. Like, I, I, I don't buy that they're a great side at all. Like, they're, they're not. Um if, if we if we would have um, if if we would have beat Brighton at home and held on to that Watford game, we would have been in the Champions League and then it'd been in the Europa League. That's the difference. Two games where we definitely should have won. It's it's com- it's completely. I know that the media are going to absolutely. It's going to be a loving about them now about how it's a great you know great turnaround by Solskjaer. But I I, I, I agree with Turner. I don't buy it. I don't, I don't think they're that good. If if they if they've still got players like Lingard who are going to be getting the game, they're. They, they can't be that special. I'm sorry, but they can't. Like, I, I just, I just think it's uh, we made Man United look like they've done some absolutely fantastic in the last like two months, and they haven't. They've just done what's probably they expected to do while we've dropped off and become shit. That is, that is what it is. It's not them. They aren't a special side at all. Okay, we touched on it. We touched on it on the last episode because I think between us three, we had already sort of resigned ourselves to the fact that we weren't going to win yesterday. 
but already sort of all the timeline seems to be is is that split of certain people saying you you are daft for being too negative um we have to remember where we are we'd have taken fifth and then the other half saying um the other half saying sort of where we were is it is inconceivable that we would be able to 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 do what we've done and it comes back to character for me and this is going to sound really daft and and it is a bit daft in the sense but last night i was i was driving um i was driving through the village where i live um and it would have been about quarter past seven so the game had been finished about sort of an hour and a half ish and i drove past yuri tillemans's house and the the airport taxi was outside and they were loading suitcases in you know and and now that doesn't bother me in the sense that he's a young lad living abroad and I understand the need for, for him to want to go home as soon as it's done. But I just feel like, say if we'd have won yesterday, now you look at sides like Villa staying up yesterday and there's photos of Grealish on the piss with Dean Smith and stuff. It feels like that was booked regardless of whether we won yesterday. And you then think to yourself... It's, it's such a loser mentality as if to say like, or maybe, maybe the team, the team spirit isn't there, but I don't know. It just, scre- it just didn't sit well with me. And, and I know I I'm don't... like, it might sound really daft and I might, I, I might be overthinking it, but it just didn't sit well with me. I do know exactly where you're coming from. It does just, we seem to give off the impression at times that there is just a lack of desire. And the problem is we don't help ourselves by performing the way we do. Like, these things may mean nothing, but sort of when we're already kind of struggling with mentality, because we're going to get a reputation at this race, the mentality, the mentally brittle team. And like, when you do sort of hear things like that, you do just think like, well, it all sort of pieces together, don't it? Mm. But then, it sort yeah. of like reinforces the belief that we just haven't got that same desire. We literally haven't won one big game this season. No. We haven't I... won. We haven't won one big game this season. I can't, uh, we, we haven't won one. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like we've been a bit hit and miss. There was, um, there was a tweet that was put out um, and it was sort of comparing results against the other sort of top six. And I think we were 15 points behind United in in points against the other teams in the opposition in the in the top six and we had we've got two points on the season now that 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 literally sums up the season and i know people can say i know people can say oh yeah but we've got to win the likes of we've got to beat the likes of norwich and i do agree with that and and you know we lost we lost to teams who were who were woeful but at the same time we it's also ridiculous that we have only got two points against the top six uh, in, in the way we've played, especially for half of the season when we were literally so good. Yet it is ridiculous that we've been, only been able to take two points. Well, you, you, you're, to- you're totally right. Like We have got a loser's mentality, but when you've got your own manager constantly saying we can't compete with Man United, they've got more money than us, this, that, excuses, excuses, victim, victim. What hope have you got? Like, mm. seriously, like, if the Ma- Brendan Rodgers is like, actually starting to really irritate me with that mentality now because it's almost like we should accept losing to teams around us. And it's like, oh, well, they're written, so it doesn't matter. And, and I, I just think it's absolutely such a baffling attitude. We're 14 points clear. So we clearly can compete with these teams. So why is it now that we've got this mentality of, uh, it's okay, they've got more resources than us. They can buy better players. They can do better than us. It's fine. We'll just go back to where we belong. And it's like, well, we're never, we're never going to progress with that attitude. And as a fan, I, I feel the loser's mentality coming because I, okay, I'm not, the players, of course, were probably gutted that they lost yesterday. But when it's sort of like the sort of the, the aura they give off is like, oh, well, it's, um, they're gutted, but we still got UAPL League, so it's okay. And it's like, it's the consolation price shouldn't be good enough. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's exactly, it's not a wooden spoon per se, but it's, it's a silver medal. And it, that it's just not a winner's mentality. I just going forward for next season. I don't think that we're going to be ruthless enough to actually go and challenge for trophies with the attitude that's being given off at the moment by, by Rogers. Uh, if I'm totally honest with you, I don't want to slag him off too much because it, you know, it ain't been a bad season, has it? But I just think that when you are constantly saying, 
there's, we can't compete with X team because of this reason. That rubs up on the fans, and they're going to be like, well, what's the point? What, what's the point of us getting our hopes up then? If the manager can't, then why should we? Okay, looking forward to next season then. Sorry, what I do we need... to... Go on. I just want to say on that. Like, I just feel like by... I just don't feel like that's going to wash with our fans. Because I'm not saying that we expect to be challenging for the title or anything like that. Mm. But when we have quite literally four years ago seen us sort of take on the elite, like, why would we all of a sudden turn around and say, we can't do it? When exactly. we're in a position. Yeah. I just think it's, the, the problem I have with Rogers' comments is that he seems like a manager who's that Brendan Rogers' comments there are out to protect Brendan Rogers rather than mm. that yeah, yeah, and I do agree. They they always sound like excuses. And the problem, or, or not excuses, but like caveats. All right, well, if we're going to play the resources game, I'm expecting us to get at least to the semis of the Europa League. Because I yeah, bet yeah. we're in the top 14. I tell you what, if we go and lose it, like Basel or Pau next season, let's see what we've got to say about resources then. Because yeah, we can walk a lot. Like it's just it's a bullshit argument. I'm sorry, but it's bullshit. It is. It is massively. And, and going back to your point, Turner, I also expect us to be beating bloody Norwich two times a season if we're going to be banging on about yeah. resources. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Norwich, Bournemouth, and Watford. That's what yeah. I'm just. Sorry, I, I don't know. I don't think he's defeated. For me I mean, as well. Totally for agree. me as well. The the talk of resources, it it sort of sounds a bit like it's sort of just. It's just sort of hinting, as in, don't get too excited about us chucking loads of money in a transfer window. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I know we are a club that sort of talks, we've always had a sort of our net spend has been low, you know, and we sell players in order to spend the money. And that would then suggest that we would sort of require Chilwell to be sold in order to spend the money. You know, but I genuinely feel without a minimum of six new players coming in. And probably, I would probably say a net six. So if we, mm-hmm. if we lose two, bringing in eight, I feel yeah. like we are going to be in serious trouble next season. Well, I agree. I said on the last podcast, I was saying net eight players. And I know it sounds a bit extreme, but you've got to think of how many competitions and how many games are going to be playing. And obviously the season starts in September. So you're probably going to have a gate two games a week, every week until like probably May. Um, so I, I, I think eight players, to be honest with you, mate, um, that's net. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so because we, we've got to, we've got to strengthen in a lot of positions and we've got to add depth. Um, you can't do that with like two or three players and that's, and we haven't got long to do it either. This is the thing. The transfer window, I'm pretty sure, opens fairly soon. It opens today, um, we've I think. Got, does it open today? Okay, fair enough. I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought it was August the 1st, but that's okay. Um, we've got to be making our moves like, straight away. Like, if we want someone back, you just, you've got to go for it now. There's no time to, like, piss about. We've just got to, got to try our best to get these players that we want. And we've got to have, like, a, like a list as well. Something you've touched on there that kind of concerns me as a bit of a side point. So you said that we've not got a lot of time. But, like, this is kind of the problem to me. We've already had our three months off. We've already come back from three months off, and this is how we've come back. Like, mm-hmm. this break isn't going to be as big as that one. Obviously, it can change because of players that we might sign. But I don't know. I just feel like I just can't see us turning it around. The worry I have as well, the worry I have as well is that I feel like we would have planned to be able to sign players on the basis of qualifying for the Champions League. 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think think that's another thing as well. Like... um, like the, the names that were getting thrown around, like uh, that Jovic from Real Madrid, he ain't coming to us now, let's be honest. He ain't coming to us. He ain't going to go from Real Madrid to Leicester, especially in the Europa League. He can get better, and he will. Um, so I think I think now we're going to have to be a bit more realistic. I mean, I I personally think that one, the, one of the players that I really, really want is Danny Ings at Leicester. Um, mm. I, I, I think he'd be brilliant. I, I think he's a great... And I want that... Um, I can't even pronounce his name now. The Benarama, what's the Brentford? Benarama the winger? from Brentford. Yeah, I, I, he'd be an ideal signing. I'd like to see his go after Eberichi Easy from QPR. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, 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 definitely. 
Yeah, definitely. Thomas got got thrown way into the deep end, and I think he's I think he's done I think he's done really well. You know, he yeah. helped that it helped that his first game was was a game in where he played well. You know what I mean? As opposed to um, got an assist. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, that was that was a nice sort of way to to bed in, wasn't it? But I think I think for me, I think I am I am worried, but I'm excited at the same time. You know, it. I feel like, although it, ha- although it is negative, you know, and it has been really negative, and and I am I am thoroughly disappointed with with the season. And I know I know we're finishing fifth, but the the good part was that long ago, with especially with the three month break, the good part was that long ago that it's hard to sort of remember the time when we were when we were really good because it was literally seven yeah. months ago, you know. And now it just feels like we've been really poor. Um, but at the same time, it is foolish not to look at and go, right, we're a Leicester City side that is going into Europe and we have a summer where we can now go out and try and, and, try and, uh, and build something special. Now, don't get me wrong, they will probably end up disappointing us and we will probably start the next game with sort of Suyuncu and, and, and Benkovic with Morgan on the bench and you'll think, oh my word, how have we got this so wrong? You know, but I, I think as well, I think the Evans sending off may be a blessing in disguise because it might force our hand a little bit. I feel like, you know, like, I feel like if it, if it looks at the first game of the season and if it's starting the season with Suyuncu and Benkovic, they might go, yeah, we probably need another one. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Because you have to remember, he's out for three games now, Evans. Yeah, he is, when, isn't he? When did he show? Have they changed it again that he's after the start of the season? I think they said they were going to, but I just don't know how. I don't know how that's worked in regards to how the restructure of the league in general started. What the window? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know because it's been thrown because it's been thrown all over the place because the other the other issue um i saw i saw today that the the start of the season i know the fixtures haven't been announced yet but this each premier league team by ruling has to have a 30 day period of rest between their last competitive game and then the start of the premier league season now if one of wolves united or city go far in their um, in their European competitions, then it will be that they miss the f- either, depending on how far they go. If they if they end up winning it, then they miss two the first two games of the season, and if they get to the final or semi final in the Champions League, then they miss the first game of the season. Mm. So that will be that will be a right shambles where you'll have like teams will have played. Some teams might have played three games before City can play one if they went on to win the Champions League. I didn't even realise that was the case. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it today. But but what I'll do is it it will be, and this is what worries me, it's going to be a season like we've never experienced one before. I know this is also a season like we've never experienced before, but next season is going to be a season like we've never experienced it before because they're having to cram so much in. Like, this has been a season like we've never experienced before because we've missed so much. You know, we, we missed three months worth of football, all the uh, European competitions that were meant to be this summer have been pushed way back, but they're all next summer now. So you're going to have, you're going to have so many more European uh, international games. You know, they're going to have to be getting everything through, you know, and, and I am worried. I'm worried that we, we're going to go into this too light and we're going to get punished. Am yeah. I right in we're not going to be in the League Cup next season. They've not made a decision on that yet. I thought they'd scrapped it for next season. I don't think so. No, not yet. I, I heard there was like, anyone who's in Europe. Yeah, there is talk of there is talk of people who are not in Europe, but there's there's not been a decision made on that yet. No, I'm, quite I don't torn think. On that. I'm quite torn on that, to be honest. But I can see the sense behind it, but I just think it opens the idea of getting rid of the League Cup. Oh, yeah. I, if, if, I, I, I agree I'm, with I'm, it, and I, it does make sense. But if they don't have if they don't have the the big six in or the whatever seven the seven teams who qualify for Europe if they're not in the League Cup next season then I truly believe they will never be in the League Cup again. 
Yeah, and no, I agree. I agree that once because they'll get comfortable with it. Once they've done it, that's it. They'll be like, oh, it works. So why change it again? Yeah, well, it's like um, it's like the five substitutions. I know they've. I know that's still got to be. I know that's still got to be voted on. Um, and and the hope and the hope is that there will be enough teams who vote against it. I think it has to be like fourteen teams have to vote for it or something. Um, but that's another one where they've this they've been able to use COVID as a as a way of getting it in. And then once it's in, it's harder to get rid of it. Yeah. If I'm being yeah. ultra cynical, I think that's just another excuse to help the top team. Oh, one hundred percent. And I think I think there's a lot of this going on in football. Do you know like another you know drinks breaks? I don't know if they're gonna stay or go. But I can just see that being another thing like it, where they keep it and eventually you see sponsored drinks breaks and stuff like that. It's just I think it's all deliberate. Yeah, but yeah, we we will just get further and further away from from the the true football that we that we all love, you know, and that and that is what's going to happen, unfortunately. We're getting further. Yeah, I mean, this season sort of took it to a new extreme in itself. So yeah, we, obviously, this season um, is is a bit different, obviously, given the, yeah, the global but I mean, pandemic. I'm, I'm not blaming the pandemic, although I'm th- more referring to VAR. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's probably we could probably have a sort of in the off season we could probably have a, a specialist VAR um, episode if if you two boys fancy it and, and we can not get get into that t- tonight but <laughs> you know um, just just on that just on that just very quickly uh, was it a penalty for you yesterday? Oh, hundred percent. Any anyone who doesn't think that's a penalty is like is um, blind to be honest. That is yeah. a, clear, a clear penalty. Two players went into him, came down, didn't even, didn't even need to be VAR checked. I don't know why they even looked at it. It was, it was absolutely clear as day for me. Thank Never going to get a penalty, penalty than that. The only uh, issue I had with it was... Honestly, I just, as soon as he went down, I thought, that's it, game over. The issue right. I had, though, the issue I had was, though, they watched it on VAR and Evans wins the ball. I think Evans... It, I think the Morgan, Morgan fouls him, Evans wins the ball. You know, and then for me, it was a... So for me, it was a Morgan foul, and then Evans got booked. And I was thinking, hmm, that's... You know, you know what I mean? It just, it was just a bit... You kind of thought to yourself, I know it didn't matter because Evans got straight red, <laughs> so it didn't matter. But you thought, yeah, like, could they have overruled that, you know? But then, in talking, like, I know we slag off VAR. Um, I don't know if either of you watched the brentford Swansea game yesterday. Um, but... Uh, yeah, Rico Henry made an unbelievable tackle and got straight red. You know, and you kind of went to yourself, mm, yeah, that's in such a massive game. It was such a big decision and it was just a horrendous decision by the referee. The problem um, is, that I don't, you can use it as an argument for VAR because we've seen enough times with VAR that they'd probably still have got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is also the problem. I, I, it's I, I, not the technology, it's the referees. <laughs> it's just, I, honestly, like we're in danger of like going up the whole big dis- the, the big discussion about VAR, but there's just so much incompetence at so many levels. It does you ready? Okay, here's a stat. I don't know if you saw it. Um, since the nine nil win over Southampton, we have won two points less than them. Jesus, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> That is, I mean, it is extraordinary. That was the Southampton side. That when we beat them nine nil, well on them and very badly on us. Yeah, when when we beat them nine nil, you fully expected Hassan Hootel to get sacked and then to go down. Yeah, of course. I agree. The and way he turned them round is actually that's like seriously quite impressive. Yeah, like you say, it paints both both stories. One of, of how good they've been and two of how bad we've been. Yeah. Like, I just, it just makes you wonder that, like, will we... Having heard that, do you have any faith in us to come before them next season? No, uh, not with not with another no, 10 no, games no. Of, in the Europa League. No, exactly. That's, no, you, make, you raise a good point. This is the thing, like, it's not a given that we finish above these teams next season because... I've not seen anything for the last two months that, that like, convinces me that we will. 
Um, this is going to sound like really extreme, but if, if we, I said, like, bear match the signings, if we don't get the squad depth and we get, um, you know, about six, seven, eight more players, I can genuinely see us finishing like 14, 15s or something. Like, that's just that's from where what I've seen, just from going from what I've seen in the last couple of months, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me. Don't get me wrong, I don't think we'll go down, but I don't think that we'll be anywhere near the top four next season and, unless, unless things drastically change. I think we'll be nearer the bottom three than the top four, honestly. Yeah. Based on what I've seen in the second half of the season. Like, I feel like we're going to have to do something now to turn it round. But this is the thing. I think this is the thing that, that sort of frustrates me. It's because people people talk to you and say, um, you, like, I saw people sort of um, getting stuck into you, Turner, and, and people will say, like, you can't really be negative because Leicester finished fifth. And, and you'd have taken fifth at the start of the season. And, and I think to myself, yeah, I would have taken fifth at the start of the season, but the last six months has been relegation form. Now, just because the season's finished, we don't then sort of crack on, you know, next season and, and all of a sudden we're back to, to how we were. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm hoping that the break will be good for us and we can really get away from it and come back um, closer yeah. to, to, to where we were. You know, but what is to say that, what is to say that all of a sudden we're going to come back and, you know, the system's going to completely change? Because, because that's the thing for me. The lack of character you talk about and stuff like that, that isn't just a few players out of form and the odd decision going against it. You know, it, it hasn't been like that. We haven't been playing games, you know, and thinking, oh, we're really unlucky. And, and if that offside wasn't offside, you know, and, uh, and you kind of think to yourself, we've not been hard done by in any of these defeats. You know, we could have played the last two games against uh, Spurs and, and United. We could have played them again today, uh, tomorrow, and we still would not have won those games because we do not look like scoring a goal. The, the best chance we had yesterday was like uh, a Wes Morgan attempted sort of scissor kick that yeah, he didn't even touch yeah. the ball. We had that three on two as well, or three on three, which Ian Acho completely blew. Okay, this is another point. This is another point that really is wound me up today. And last night I was sort of disappointed. I wasn't angry. I was angry after the Bournemouth game, but last night it wasn't anger. It was just sort of disappointment and deflation of like, wow, typical Leicester. But then I started to think to myself, you know, and don't get me wrong, Ian Acho missed that chance, yeah? And he did miss a chance. And, and that is sort of tends to be sort of a, a feature with him. But I felt like he was making his tick yesterday. And... It was nil-nil at this point. Um, at, Chelsea scored two goals just before half-time, didn't they? So at half-time, yeah. at half-time, it was Chelsea were two-nil up, and the only way we would qualify for Champions League was by beating Man City, uh, Man City by beating Manu yesterday. You know, and we took Ianacho off, and we brought Perez on, for, which for me was a defensive substitution. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. don't get me wrong, right? Don't get me wrong. Ianacho had that chance. Um, and he could have probably squared it to Justin, um, who would have been in a great position, or he could have had a shot himself, or if he'd have rolled it earlier to Vardy. Okay, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did have that chance. And he probably should have done better. Well, he should have done better with it. But that, that substitution, again, for me, was an incorrect one. And, and it wasn't one. That, it wasn't a one-off, because we made the same substitution, albeit for an even more defensive player, but we made the same substitution against Bournemouth. When all we needed to do was go out and win the second half. And yesterday, all we needed to do was go out and win the second half. I know it sounds daft, but at halftime, I was sat there thinking, you know what, we've played really quite well, actually. We've been the better side by a mile, and we've got a serious chance here. Yesterday, in isolation, wasn't actually that bad. For large, although before the obvious inevitable implosion. Like, I agree, it hadn't actually been that bad. It would have been better than the Tottenham team, I think. Better than Bournemouth, although to be honest, I think that's the lowest buy he can possibly sell. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is with him in here, Acho. So, he seems to have turned Ian Acho round here, but doesn't seem to actually like him. Like, he doesn't seem to be a big fan of his. doesn't seem to trust him. And I don't know. I, I don't know what you're saying. It just seems quite negative again, don't it? I'm not, I'm not, I've got to be honest, I'm not sold on Perez at all. I just don't think he's been a good side No, but you know if he'd have, you know if he'd have bought Perez on for Chowdhury, you know, yeah. and, and dropped Tillemans into a two 
and put Perez behind the striker, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, one, <laughs> one Chowdhury wouldn't have given away the ball for the, for the goal, but I'm not blaming Chowdhury because I thought he was quite good yesterday, other than that, other than that thingy. I thought he did a, a job on Bruno and Bruno didn't get a touch other than the penalty, you know. Um, yeah. But he then gave the ball away. But then I also saw a tweet today saying, don't blame Chowdhury, blame the manager for trying to get his defensive midfielders who aren't the best on the ball to pass the ball out. Um, and, and maybe that's a, a, a different debate. Um, but if he'd have done that, you know, and, and if we'd have... Because I thought we had him on the ropes at half-time. I yeah. agree. I played quite well first time. I think, I think we'd probably edge the game. Definitely. I think we definitely edge the game. It's not more like scoring than they did, to be honest. I don't think either team have been brilliant. I'd say we'd done better than I thought we were going to do. Yeah, they looked, I would, they looked yeah. leggy. They looked, yeah, um, yeah. you know, Bruno, don't get me wrong, Bruno Fernandes is a very good footballer. He looked, he looked woeful first half yesterday. Rashford didn't have a kick, neither did Greenwood. Martial did bits and pieces, but they did not look very good yesterday. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, if we stay in this game, we have a serious chance. I thought if we score, if we go 1-0 up here, I thought we've got a serious chance of beating these. And then we, we, we had a negative substitution and it just felt like it took all the sting out of us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I know Ian Acho, I know Ian Acho missed a chance, but he comes and picks a ball up well, he links up well with others, yeah, he brings Barley yeah. into the game, and as soon as he took Ian Acho off, we sort of lost that. Yeah, I 100% agree. I can't agree with you more on that. It's like, it's almost like Rogers hasn't learned from the last time that he took Ian Acho off for no reason, um, and then obviously he went badly, and it, I don't think Ian Acho was that bad. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's the best player in the world. Don't get me wrong, but he adds something else which no one else has got. Like he just, you're right. His link-up play, and he sort of has a bit of chemistry with the others. I don't know. It just, it just seems like that. Oh, better when he plays. Yeah, I was just literally just about to say that. I said we pay, we are better with him on the pitch, and I've got to eat my words about Ian Acho because I used to slag him off quite a bit and say he was shit, but when I watched him now, I'm thinking, yeah, we are better with Ian Acho in on the pitch so why he keeps taking him off all the time I, I just don't get it like he, he, already is, he, he seems to take him off because he misses a chance or whatever but then afterwards we stop getting chances but after we've taken him off how many saves did the hair have to make again we just yeah. He only made one and he spilt it off Ian Acho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian Acho scuffed one. And that was another thing for me. That, that is another thing for me that really winds me up. We were playing against a keeper that is obviously low on confidence. There was talks yeah. about him getting yeah. dropped midweek um, for Romero. You know, he's obviously low on confidence and we didn't test him once. I agree, yeah. Yeah. I think... Go on, Every time this is why, I'm telling you, this is above all why we're negative. Because we routinely let these people off the hook. And mm-hmm. let me, right, okay, let me just interrupt. Let me just interrupt. But if there was ever a team to concede to Jesse Lingard, it was going to be us. <laughs> I mean, that was just, that, that really did just sum it up. I know, I know, I know it was, I know it was sort of. Um, it was a it was a bit of a, an anomaly goal, but if ever a team was going to concede to Jesse Lingard, it was going to be Leicester City. And to yeah. do it in that, to do it in that way as well. It's like, did you see those? Um, did you see the two? Did you see the two images? Um, I think I think you might have referenced it, Turner. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like Norwich, and they had literally lost every game in the Premier League um, since since Valentine's Day, except against Leicester City. And then it was like Bournemouth and prior to, prior to them winning yesterday, again, they hadn't won a game since February, since the start of February against Leicester City. It's pathetic. It really is pathetic. And it's embarrassing. But you just, we seem to do these things so often. It's just a bit of a vicious cycle. Like, I just, mm. you just knew Solanke was going to score it the other week. Yeah. So, you just know if we play Chelsea, Ken will have the game of his life. That's just the kind of thing that happens to us at the minute. That's what but happens. why? But, but why? You know, because, you know, like, 
you know, like Everton, when people said, oh, Everton haven't had a penalty all year, uh, and then they ended up going against Leicester, and you go, ah, yeah. Um, But it was a handball, you know, like those sort of things can be a coincidence. But I refuse to believe that all of these things, it can be just one massive coincidence. There must be summit to the fact that all of these things just happen against Leicester. Well, that's our own fault, really, isn't it? It's no one else's. Like, we're, we're, we're the one that we're pretty putting a crap defensive just uh, performance in Bournemouth and let Solanke score. Like, you know, it's, I, I don't believe in, uh, oh, we're hard done by. I think we're absolutely make it for ourselves. Oh, I'm not saying we are hard done by, but do you reckon teams, do you reckon sort of Solanke, do you reckon he looks at Leicester and goes, you know what, here is, do you reckon we're, do you reckon people have like, Sort of no respect for us as a football team or or how do you I'd, I'd be interested to know your thoughts on that because because yeah. I don't think I don't think I you know if I was if we were playing against Leicester I wouldn't be scared of our team I genuinely yeah, think it, yeah. I genuinely think we're one of the worst teams in the league at the minute I don't see you know if we were playing a Leicester City side I know it's I know you can sit here and, and as Leicester fans you can think oh yeah but Vardy's top goal scorer yeah that's fine but he's not He's not overly scored much since the restart. You know, I don't think I would be scared of Leicester. No, we're too, we're too nice. If you keep Vardy quiet, I don't think you lose. As, no, as a team, we, we are just too nice. It's like, going, just briefly going back to the De Gea thing yesterday. Why were, you're right, there's a goalkeeper there. There's low on confidence. We need to make his confidence even lower. We need to be peppering him for 90 minutes. We, we need to be making him feel like shit. We need, to, we need to be making him cry. Like, do you know what I mean? This is a, this is a goalkeeper that, um, that you know, he's, 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 he's right at the bottom at the minute. You can tell, like, he's just everything about him, just his body language on the pitch. And yet, we're not, we didn't do anything about that. This is sort of opportunities you have to take in football. Like when there's a player low on confidence, you've got to make them feel even worse about themselves. It's brutal, but it's true. And that's what you have to that's what you have to do to win. And we didn't we, do it. We let people rebuild their confidence against us. Yeah, this is it, yeah. We're not ruthless. There is no ruthless streak in this team. That's the ultimate problem. No, see, I, I always go back to the Villa Seven. It does help that I'm about to go past Villa Park. But like the Villa mm. Seven that game just really scored me because I just felt like we could not have had a more generous situation for a cup semi-final. Like mm. Villa were missing God knows how many players. Like, if that was, I don't know, I don't know, even Southampton, I think Southampton would have beat them comfortably. I think Southampton would have hammered them twice. And yet we just don't seem to kill these teams off. Like we, we let them think they've got a chance and it just well, gradually moves more and more against us. Well, and, well here's, here's a stat I think I've, I've found. I have literally just um, had a look at this now. So um, I, I may have missed something. But I think this season, in games in which Jamie Vardy has played and he's played more than half a game, you know, like if he, if he, provided he's not sort of come off the bench or, or gone off injured, I can only find one game which was Spurs at home where we have won a game without him having involvement in a goal. I was wondering if there's going to be, I was, I was wondering, I was like wondering I, I, sort of how reliant they are on him, but it, it sounds right. It I, sound the, the, only, the only game I can find is Spurs at home when the first start of the season when we won 2 1. Is the only yeah. game I can find where we have won a game and he's not had any involvement in, in the goals. He, he didn't, obviously, he didn't against West Ham and Newcastle where he didn't play, um, you know, when he was injured. And he didn't against West Ham at home where he only played 40 minutes. Did he go off injured in that game? Um, but yeah. with the exception of that, that is. There hasn't been another game um, where we have won a game and, and he hasn't had an involvement in, in one of the goals. I find it interesting that we actually won a couple of games without him. Yeah, but they were against poor opposition, weren't they? they were, yeah, granted they were against crap. But, yeah, well, to be honest with you, like... I'm not pinning it all on him because it's not all his fault. 
But I, I do think that Perez signing was a mistake. Because I think for what we've paid for him, what have we actually got? We still can't break these low-block teams down. The stat about Perez that's quite interesting. You know, if you took out every single goal he scored this season, we'd have the same number of points. Really? I'm not saying... I don't think he's the worst player in the world, but I just don't... I don't think there's enough ridiculous factor of him to justify what we paid. I think he was a bit... Being brutally honest, I think he was a bit of a mistake. I think Mm. we could have spent that money a lot better. And I've thought it for a while. And I'm not pinning it all on him. I don't really see like what he's fixed. What problems has Perez fixed? Yeah, but then I think... I think back to I think back to Perez and and we signed a attacking midfielder because I I'm I'm friends with a couple of United um, Newcastle United fans and yeah. and when when we sort of linked with him they were like oh yeah he's he's not really uh, much of a miss but I don't f- see how he'll play in your system he said they he, they say like. We tried and played him out wide, and he, he just wasn't very good out wide. You know, he, he, he plays sort of in that role behind the striker. Yet we yeah. signed him to chuck him out wide and then sort of looked at ourselves like, hang on, why isn't this working? Well, it was never going to work. It was, it was literally never going to work. Who, who, who decided that the, way, the role we were trying to play, if you look at all, all the sides, you know, you look at sort of Man City, you look at Liverpool, you know, and... And, and and their strength comes out wide. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, no, but that kind of just proves the point even further. It was a mistake. Because oh, 100%. 100%. Paying all that money to play someone out of position. Why did we not just... I know it's a ridiculous idea, but if we're going to buy someone for 30 million to play on the wing, I've got a really mad idea. Why don't we buy a winger? Yeah, and that's and that's what I can't understand, you know, I because feel, I've, I felt all the long with Perez that he feels a bit like a, a square peg in a round hole. I don't think he's the worst player in the world. I don't be wrong. I've seen worse, but I just think when you weigh everything, that was actually a bit of a mistake and be a poor side. I tell you what annoys me as well. I tell you what annoys me as well. Like, I, I feel like sometimes people think that like. Uh, and this is not meant to take anything away from um, the top-level scouts, you know, and I, and I don't mean to do that, to take anything away. But you're not... It's very rare that a team goes out and sort of unearths a gem, you know? Any player that comes to the Premier League has probably been looked at by all the Premier League teams. You know, like, say someone like Ismail Assar, who, who, who yeah. signed for Watford, now he will. Someone at Leicester will have looked at him to an extent. You know, they're not like. Don't get me wrong. When yeah, maybe players like um, Marez are plucked from obscurity. You know, they might be a bit of a wild card, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But someone like Ismail Assar, who had a good year last year, he is well known to, to teams. You know, you're not telling me that these players who are sort of. Um, having breakout seasons in, in sort of league and like um, uh, Osenheim, um at Lille, when someone yeah. sighs him, it's not going to be a case of, oh, only Spurs scouted him so, and then Spurs bought him. And, oh, how did we miss that? Everyone knows about these players, you know. And Ismail Assar, for me, was the perfect example of someone that we could have gone out and got. And I know he got injured, but he, he has been a very good player for them. And whoever signs him will get a very good player because he is a very talented footballer. But he's not, he's not someone that no one knew about. Yeah, he might be someone that people who only really follow the Prem might not know about. But we pay scouts, football scouts, to know... You know, I know about Ismail Assar and I'm not paid to be a football scout. You know, like, what is their job? If they, they should know about every single player in the top flight of the top 10 leagues in Europe or, or the world, you know? Yeah, like, I agree. It doesn't, you're not, if you go and ask, uh, I, I imagine a majority of the listeners who they would want, they would have a, a hundred player list of players that they know, you know? Mm. And that's, that mm. just comes from 
sort of watching football or playing football manager, you know, people know who there is talent. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying that to be, that, that it's easy to be a scout. And that's not what I'm saying, you know, because what their knowledge is, is that they understand players, you know, like, yeah, I might think someone's good because I've signed him a few times on football manager. And every time I watch him on the telly, he's a good player, but that doesn't make him a good player. You know, and I would got to be the right wrong. fit for your team as well. I would, I would, t- if if I was signing players, I would get more wrong than I would get right. Whereas these scouts would get more right than would they get wrong. But the the signing of Perez, it literally, like you say, Dan, it's as though there were no wingers, like literally zero wingers in the world, and we went, mm, let's find someone who could do a job there. But we didn't need to do that. We didn't need to. Do, we didn't need to pick a player who could do a job out wide. Well, just sign yeah. a player that does the job out wide, and yeah, you wouldn't know, sign. You wouldn't sign. Yeah. You wouldn't oh, sign a, exactly. a right back and go. Oh, we'll play him in goal because he can do a job there. Well, this is this is the thing. You you won't you won't sign a you won't get an electrician to do your plumbing. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just bonkers. Like, and what is worth for this? I don't think Perez is a particularly bad player. No, he's uh, not. But he's also not a winger. Yeah, this is it. No, this is it. Yeah. That, that that's exactly it. He's not he's not what we should have been buying, um, and I think that's the gripe with most fans as well. I think you echoed the thoughts really there. It's not it's not his talent. I don't because glimpses this season he's been very very good. I mean that hat trick against um, Southampton. I thought he looks the business, but he just hasn't. It's just not what we want really. That's what I'm saying. He's not what we want, not what we need. And I'm not having like a dig at him in particular because I think he could definitely go somewhere else and. If he fits into a team, he'll do a really good job. Because I, th- I think he's, I think he's talented. I do. But why, why was he can't have been our first target? Like you were saying, there's no chance. We've settled there. No, I'm, I'm completely. I'm not actually blaming Jose Perez for this. I quite like Jose Perez, to be fair. He's all right. He's okay, but I just think. No, I don't know. I don't know how much I like sort of his ability, but I think he, he sort of he does work, you know, and he, he looks like he, he he does care a bit, you know, like, and and obviously that is that, that is part and principle because we're paying him a lot of money, but you know, like he doesn't scream me as a player who's uninterested. He is just being played in the wrong position. Yeah, exactly. Is what I'm saying. It's very funny actually that you use Saar as the example because I kid you not, I think. Last year, I actually said I would happily see us sign him. And when he went to Watford, I thought this would be interesting. I'll see how he turns out. It was particular. I think he played for Wren against Arsenal, and he absolutely murdered them. I just thought, okay, it's one game, but his numbers in league are quite. Good. He's quite young. He just seems like I don't know. I think he'd be a quite good signing. He gives us something that we've not got. Like, and yeah. Funnily enough, theory, he might be available again. I wouldn't be upset if we signed him, funnily enough. No, I like I, him. I, I think he's a good footballer. Like it reminds, yeah. reminds me a bit of Lord Dyer. Just a better yeah. player. <laughs> but then that's oh, what annoys me, though, Dan. That's what annoys me, though. Because, look, if, if we're struggling that much, well, set, drop, drop me and you an email and, and we'll ping some suggestions through. You know? <laughs> You know, like, you're not telling me that no one at Leicester City had any idea of any wingers that we could sign. Or if, if they did and someone went, actually, no, we're going to go with Perez, then whoever made that decision wants sacking. And that's yeah, with really, no... Yeah. That's, that, <laughs> that's, not, that's not me blaming Perez. That's me blaming whoever made that decision that the one winger we needed to sign was Iosi Perez. Because they got that wrong and people should be made accountable for making... Incorrect decisions. Yeah. I literally have agreed with every single word you've said about this. Literally every word of it has been spot on. And that's what I think that's sort of like the underlying thing that's bugged me a bit about Perez without it necessarily being his fault. I just think it was a bit of a silly side. And I don't think it's really worked out. It hasn't fixed the problems in our team. Like, I think, did he get eight goals? Eight goals is okay. But like I said to you... He scored three of them against the Southampton side that we beat 9-0. I'm trying to remember off the top of it. Three against Southampton. Okay, so without that, we've been 6-0. <laughs> um, okay, the one against Sheffield United. Sheffield United, yeah. Take that out, we win 1-0. I know it's not that simple, but do you know what I'm saying? 
I don't feel like he scored like any big goals, if that makes sense. He got two against West Ham, didn't he, when we beat them 4-1. So there you go. Uh, yes, he did, yeah. That. Didn't he score? Uh, uh, he scored. He yeah, he scored. Did he get two against Newcastle? No, he got one uh, and an assist, didn't he? Um, where did he take a... Didn't he take a penalty against someone? I don't remember that. He scored a tapping away at Brighton, didn't he, when Vardy ran the length? Uh, I know he's... He's a stat that's always like trying to take away his goals. Like, he's not... He's not meant to do that, but he's more sort of to highlight that he hasn't really... Of those eight goals, none of them were dying crucial, if that makes sense. I just don't think he's really been much of a difference maker in a team that for 30 million, I think you're crying out for someone who can make a difference, someone who can win you a game. Has Perez won us a game from nothing all season? Categorically not. But then this is the other thing, this is then the other issue, is has Perez played a game out wide where you thought, wow, actually, it does make sense that we're playing as a winger. Now, I would say no. The answer to that is no. Because... Yeah, but we won 9-0. No, you know, anyone could have played... <laughs> anyone could have played in that game for Leicester and, and got on the score sheet, you know. Um, so, at what point do you go... Because everyone has been saying it all season, even when we were playing well, everyone was saying, yeah. you know, we're really struggling out wide. We're not creating much out wide. So, why do we not change the system? <laughs> and I know we tried to do it late on, and we, we, we tried to do it too late, you know, but we've persisted. We've persisted with wingers, you know, like, and, and, and don't get me wrong, it is hard to then change the system when you, you've got players that don't, haven't played, you know, Justin coming in, Thomas coming in, you know, and it, and it is hard to do that then. But why, why did we persist with a, with a side with wingers when we, we don't have one of the top quality? And people might might say I'm, I'm being un, unfair to Barnes there, you know, who who maybe statistically has has put up some half decent numbers. Not, but I'm not I'm not convinced. Um, he's not been, I think he's done. I think Barnes has been respectable, top quality. No, but I think that's just playing. He's not been top quality. I think I can forgive him a bit, although at times he's guilty, to be honest, of some of these things that we moan about. And like he came on yesterday, and you, if if you'd have told me, if you'd have told me yesterday that just before he went to come on the pitch, Rogers cancelled the substitution, I wouldn't be shocked because I honest, cannot remember him having any involvement in the game yesterday. To be honest, Sam, you know when you just said Barnes came on yesterday, I nearly just went, did he? And but it's right. not the first time, you know, like right. as as. as and I know, and I know this is going to upset people, um, but if you compare our two wingers when we brought them on yesterday in Barnes and Gray, there is, if, and, and if you said to, if you watched, if you only watched the back end of that game yesterday and you went, which one of these has been the best winger this year? Who is more involved in the game and who is sort of deadlier? I don't think if you asked 100 people, would anyone say Harvey Barnes? Mm. And that isn't me saying that isn't me for saying for the record that I think Damari Gray is a better option than Harvey Barnes because I don't that's not not what I'm saying you know but at least with Damari Gray he's A to B he runs north to south you know he just runs he attacks and and he doesn't go missing from a game because he looks like one of the players he was one of those players that yesterday he wanted the ball. And for me, I don't think Barnes does that. I think Barnes sort of goes missing and he sort of hides way out wide. You know, he's not a sort of winger that says, pass me the ball, I want to beat players. I know exactly what you're saying. I do know what you mean completely. Gray, I'm I'm finding it hard to criticise him much at the minute and I've been quite a... Sorry, it is. Like, I've been quite a vocal critic of Gray for quite a long time. But at the minute, like, I'm struggling to even lay any of the blame at him. <laughs> as daft as it hard. sounds, since restart, he's probably in the top half of Leicester players. Top half? I think he's probably in the top quarter. 
Yeah, no, and, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, you're probably right. I can't think of many players on the whole that, and I know, I know it's obviously it's easier for him to not do anything offensive because when he comes on, you know, it is suited to someone that will go at teams, you know, but, you know, like, at least he has a bit of, he has a bit of, like, pass me the ball, I'll do it. You know, like, yeah. and that's nice to see, you know, like, when there were sort of free kicks and he's stepping on it, yeah, okay, <laughs> it didn't go in. But yeah, yeah, you kind of think to yourself, that's what we need. You know, like, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. But if you... <laughs> Oh god, it's so daft. If you think of Messi, right, and I can't believe I put those two people in the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but when Barca, no matter what the score is, right, yeah. no matter what the score is, Messi picks up the ball and and literally Barca would pass it to him, and they have a chance of scoring because he says, "Pass me the ball, I'll do it." Now, Tamari Gray is. He's not even he's not even close enough to tie Messi's laces, and that's no disrespect to Mario Gray because Messi's the greatest footballer that's ever lived, you know. But well, I, I like to see the fact that someone says to me, "Pass me the ball, I'll do it," even yeah, if he well, then doesn't do it, you know. Rather than what we've had of aimlessly sort of rolling it wide, rolling it wide, I will lump the odd thing in. Oh, maybe we get a chance, you know. We oh, we'll chuck Morgan up front in the hope that Summit drops down. No, I'd rather see a player say, grab me the ball, I will do it on my own if I yeah, have to. Take, and we don't have a character. Oh, we don't have just, a character that will say, pass me the ball, I'll do it. Yeah, just to, what, whatever the opposite of passive is. Because everyone else seems to be very passive. Like, in fairness to him, he did. He, he does. As much as he cocks it up quite often, he does actually try to have a go. Like, it's... And that's why I'm finding it hard to criticise it in a team that is routinely failing to do this. Mm. That's why I'm finding it harder to criticise Rayleigh. But And that's why I worry about Barnes. Because I worry, yeah. right, uh, uh, probably a better example, probably a better example is Merez. You know, Merez, whenever he is on the pitch, yeah. he wants a ball and you know that like, yeah, it's greedy. And there, there are chances when you watch Merez and, and you're thinking, passable, passable, passable. And he shoots and you go, you greedy bastard. Why on earth have you not rolled the ball in there? But at the same time, he gets you so many goals because yeah. he goes from A to B. And his first thought is, he gets the ball and his first thought is, how can I score? Now, I, I worry that I, I'm trying to think of Barnes's goals, but I can't think of too many where his first thought has been, I want to score. You know what yeah, I mean? And I, I worry yeah. that to be, to be a winger at the top level, uh, you look at anyone, Salah. Salah's a, another perfect example. He gets a ball and he is thinking, score, score, score. You know, and mm-hmm. he squanders opportunities. He squanders opportunities where he could roll it to someone. And they all do. Firmino, um, well, Firmino doesn't, but Mane never passes to Salah. Salah never passes to Mane. But they scored so many goals each because they are clinical and they want to win. And they're yeah. ruthless. Like they, that's the thing there. They take the initiative where we haven't really got anyone that does that, as you, as you rightly said. It's, yeah, I agree. Like sometimes the frustrating players are the best players because the balance between risk and reward, it just sort of pays off. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, you sort of put up with some of the shit that players like Marez used to do when he was greedy because you knew that he was going to do something spectacular like 10 minutes later. Um, and and this, we have we haven't got anyone like that, have we? I tell um, you the one person we do. I tell you the one person we do, and we've we've chucked him out on loan. But is Gazelle? Yeah, but he's crap. Though. Come on. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. But you know, like he is one of those players. He's one of those players that when you chuck him on, he he tries to do something special. Now yeah, in the limit. running, there's definitely a limit. <laughs> but in the running, in the running, where would have been the harm in throwing on someone that can do that? Yeah, I guess. You can make a case about a few players. Like, I would have had Slomani would, would be a bit better. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think our, our inability to chase a game, like, is so problematic at times that mm-hmm. you do just think, like, 
we've been we've resorted to saying Gazao is an option. <laughs> That's how bad our chasing of the game is. So yeah, but I genuinely think I I genuinely I think it would be a better option than Barnes. I don't, I don't think it's quite that bad, but I do so. I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it's quite that bad. But how, in what game? Okay, maybe Palace, I suppose. Um, has he changed? Has he changed the game? I, I, I can't think of one. But right, we've got three minutes left. Um, let's wrap let's up. wrap this up. Um, get you Please. into get you into the boozer turner for your um, for your mixed mixed kebab. Um, oh, oh, oh yeah. Um, where uh, <laughs> we shall we? Um, would you would you be would you be game for a transfer special uh, when this sort yeah. of blows over in a couple of weeks? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll, do and like, we'll talk. Should do, a, should do a few fun ones, like you know. Yeah, we'll do some fun ones. Yeah, we'll do we'll do some fun ones um, because what, just so, like, everyone doesn't think what a bunch of moaning bastards them three are. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. It's just <laughs> just to, just to keep people because it, I, I worry that I worry that people listen to this and it makes them feel worse afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically checking, checking him into that therapy and stuff. Like, I don't think people... I, don't, about, but I know what you're saying. Like, like, <laughs> I worry that people, like, you know, put this on the, on the way to work and, <laughs> and get out of the car and they're like, I hate everything. <laughs> 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 because we are so negative. But at the same time, the team deserve it, so fuck them. Well, if they give us something to be positive about, then we'll be positive. It's simple as that, isn't it? Exactly. Negativity so, and no one can be me otherwise. Yeah, exactly. So we'll um, <laughs> we'll do we'll do we'll do some positive episodes. Um, we'll try and we will do one on VAR though because I think I think that's probably worth touching on. Um, yeah, gents, we'll definitely need a few weeks off that shit. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah, yeah. We'll let um, we'll let everyone rest and recover. And, and to be honest, when the season starts at the start of September, so it's what like six. Well, we've weeks only got about or? six. We've only got about six weeks. So if we did a transfer special, I'll have to play a lot of football manager. Yeah, that's that's sound. And um. I'm replacing you with I'm replacing you with uh, Matt Piper next week. Bit of an exclusive. Um, so, so um, yeah. Um, right, I'll let you get on. All right, nice. See you in a bit, mate. Top lads. Thank you, lads. Cheers. Oh, you're right. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.